0: Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number one hundred and forty one. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have just the one single solitary bean on the line with me for tonight, and that is Cracker. How's it going,
1: mate? Good, thanks, buddy. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, pretty good. It's been a
1: very busy week in the beans world. <laughs> We've yeah, been doing it a lot this week. What heaps. <laughs> it's been great though. I, I love that like we're all excited to get back into it you know we kind of I think we all go through like peaks and troughs of interest and you know league finals and new sets will, will tend to peak interest so yeah it's good to be right into it again
0: yeah absolutely so yeah lots of things to talk about tonight as uh as there is most uh episodes but yeah we, we're gonna sort of touch on what we've been doing over the last week and, and what all these exciting things are that that have happened and uh yeah before we get into that though we do need to shout out our sponsors so I mean, I guess I have to ask you, Cracker, to do the honours.
1: I'm always There's happy to no talk about- No one else here other than me, but- No, no, no that's fine. There's Josh and Pat's. <laughs> I mean, if you've heard us at all, you'll hear us banging the Josh and Pat's drum because they're amazing. They're a Facebook marketplace where they have nightly auctions and also win it now listings but where you, you can you just right. buy- I've I've been practising. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can just buy sweet magic cards at really good prices. The auctions are- done by a dedicated auctioneer so they always come out really fast the packaging is excellent and you get sweet sweet tokens when you when you win auctions so check them out you can go to gpmtgbazaar.com and it will take you straight to the auction page and then when you win some let them know the bean sent you cuz they I mean, apart from you know sponsoring the the podcast we, we kind of funnel all the the funds into the tournament series yes. and then the prizes that we've got for that so that's kind of where you know all all of the well, we get product from from from, <laughs> from Pat, really, don't we? We just get packs that we open on streams and things, and and that's really what kind of helps us put all that together. So, we gave away a bunch of stuff on the weekend, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, A bunch of Modern Horizons two packs. I think we opened some some decent stuff in there. We did. Yeah. That was that was certainly good, as well as a bunch of cash. A bunch uh, of cash. Yeah, heaps heaps of cash getting getting given out. So, it was good fun. But uh, yeah, like, like you said, Cracker, like I don't think. I don't think we use our money that we get from all of this for literally anything other than prizes. like, even, no, like I, I, I don't for, think any of us have taken a cent. No. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I pay for postage when I yeah. ship everything out. I'm not taking money from from anything. So like, it's it's literally every cent that we get from Josh and Pat's, from Twitch subs, from donations, all that sort of stuff, all just goes straight back into the prize pool. So, yep, that's the way we do it. We are not, it. certainly not earning an income out of any of this. Uh, no. If we were, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> Man, we, we have
1: way too many children to support us. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: very good. All right. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Cracker, we had our league finals on the weekend. So, this was our first Explorer League. And I don't know about you, but I had an absolute blast playing the league and then also seeing the the finals playing out and watching you guys do the commentary. So, it was uh, it was a very busy day for me. I spent the entire day pushing buttons, but mm-hmm. uh, yourself and Chewie spent many hours in front of the camera, as well as a few hours from uh, from Stu. So it was an awesome day. Had lots of fun, and who took it down? Insanity. Yeah. So yeah, new just new to our beans world, just sort of jumped in over from the ASL and just
1: crushed people. Just. <laughs> Just stomped him out, man. <laughs> yeah, I uh, was super well played. Like, uh, uh, lost in the top of the, the top, the top half of the bracket, uh, playing mono green against the Angels deck band. Angels took him out initially. And mm. so they, they fell down to the lower bracket and yeah, fortunately had that loss to give and then just won out through there with some like really good matches. They played really well. And I mean, you say it was a long day and, We got to the end, I was like, we've been streaming for like six hours, but it just went, for me, it went really fast because all the matches were really interesting. The games were fantastic. Like, there was a bunch of variation. It didn't feel like any of it was kind of stale. And I think almost all of the matches we covered went to three games. There was was one or two that we had that were just like non-events. I think one of the games where one of our players got stuck on two lands and and that was it. Like, they just never got to basically cast a spell, which always is- disappointing but i mean that's the nature of the game but it was all really fun man loved it
0: yeah absolutely so yeah as as you said insanity playing mono green and yeah that deck was very impressive throughout the day uh yeah lost lost to atex walker in in the match that takes you into the grand final so Mm -hmm. had to do it the hard way drop down into lower bracket play two extra matches to get back into the grand final and and yeah certainly did it and Man, just took from revenge. mono green deck. Like, how many cards did that deck draw? It was all day, insane. about
1: a hundred in one just, game. About oh. thirty, it, it just popped off. Like Henge and all sorts of stuff. Just let it draw so many cards, and like collected company. Just yeah, his Coco hits, except for one. There was one spin of Coco where he hit one Lanoa Elves, and the rest yep. of the time he was putting in like two banger three drops every time yeah, it was
0: insane. Yeah, Ronus and a Steel Leaf Champion or something along those lines. And yeah, just, just smashing. So yeah, between the Wolf and the yep. Great Hinge and Coco's, yep. just so much card draw. And, and could just go from having a board that's like, oh yeah, this is a decent board, to very quickly going, oh, I've got you know, a Ronus and four or five large creatures and access to 12 mana so I can activate my Ronus... Four times, Yeah, Ronus just, just made everything oh, so
1: difficult to play around. Like, yeah, when we're trying yeah, the, to the work out blocks and thing things, like you're just like, okay, you know what? I'm glad I don't actually have to do the maths on this. We're just <laughs> going to see what happens here, because yeah. who knows? Yeah. But yeah, there was just a one-off, I'm pretty sure. But it just came in clutch in a number of really important spots.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, how did our predictions go from the day? I, I picked P-Jaw on mm-hmm. the, the mono red, and he was doing- Okay, and then uh unfortunately I had to bow out of the, the rest of the day, so that was that was unfortunate. That, that was the end of mono red. But uh, I think
1: you picked Benny R. I did. Benny got a little bit further. He actually got the scoop from pejor which yep. uh which probably helped him given he was on the uh blue-white control deck. He I mean, I felt bad for J Mudd because his deck just kind of didn't get to spread its wings or, or no. whatever you want to say. It just it just couldn't get its feet on it. Benny just kept sweeping it and and that was the end of it. But, yeah, he, he bound out a couple of rounds later, and I think Chewie picked Plunks. Mm, yeah, I can't remember. He's, he's yeah. not here, so we'll just say no, he picked Plunks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, look, I, I have to admit, I will say it on the cast, I said it a lot of times on the stream, the boat- did work.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The, that sk- was a so- big
1: the Sky Sovereign. Uh, and look, I, I leant right into it and I loved it. I loved yeah, that yeah. Plunks was knew I was commentating all his matches. So he was waving it around and highlighting it every chance he got. I think one of the games he lost, one of the few games that he lost was uh because he bottomed it on a mulligan <laughs> yeah. decision. And I think it just proves that he, he was wrong. Uh <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was wrong. <laughs> they just yeah, I just kept forgetting that it's like it, it's an attack trigger as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was and, and that's how much it did.
1: Yeah, just like I'm like, oh, he's dead next turn. I was like, oh no, wait, hang on, he can like you know kill the Croxer with the three damage from this and a burn spell, and it just it swung games in really important spots. So
0: yeah, yeah, you it, forget that it's it's only five mana, which is not that hard to get to when you're playing a slow grindy deck anyway in the, the red black mm-hmm. sacrifice so you're going to get there and then you like it just did have ways to crew it so yeah you know, it, it comes down you're instantly bolting something and then it wasn't that hard to to actually crew it and then yeah you get to bolt something else and yeah it was it was surprising so yeah, yeah. Well, well done to plunks unfortunately the uh, the rest of the day didn't quite pan out in his favor so just gonna have to keep earning some more envy points and uh try and find his way to the invitational so yeah that was good All right. it was a, a
1: good chance yeah i loved it though i I love the explorer uh i think we need to find another spot for it next year it's um yeah definitely it was heaps of fun i think everyone had a really good time just kind of mixing it up and and was the perfect time as far as you know like a lull in standard and people's interest there and uh i'm kind of ready to kick back into that though man yeah yes
0: So, uh, yeah, with Insanity winning, that does get him straight into the Invitational, which will mm. take place in December this year. But, yeah, it's it's sort of straight from that on to our next event. So we will touch on we, – we do have a one-day event coming up next weekend, actually. Yep. You know, so we will touch on that towards the end of the podcast. But we go from that straight into another league, and this league will be a standard league again as, as we normally do. We've got a new set that comes out – tonight as we're recording and that's sort of what we're gonna talk about for a fair bit of to or the rest of tonight. Mm-hmm. You and Chewy, so you know, we we had the as we said, we've been doing a lot of stuff over the last week. You you and Chewie streamed last night. You did the uh Tuesday night. Tuesday night, yep. Yeah. So you so we
1: streamed on Saturday. Yep. Uh you streamed Monday? Did Chewy stream? No, on he didn't was that, last, no, week?
0: No. that was no. last week? That uh, was last week. yeah I streamed Monday night, played some more yep. Explorer. Then yeah, you and Chewy streamed Tuesday night mm-hmm. and you did a the mechanics review. So normally as as you know regular listeners of listeners of the podcast would know when a new set's coming out, we get you on cracker and you run everyone through the mechanics and we yeah. kind of spoke about it last week and I was like how on earth are we going to fit in all the things we need to talk about. So yeah, because we have we rotation
1: as well, we yeah. we thought we'd try something different and chewy and I also wanted to speak a bit about limited and how we approach Brand new sets. It's something we did an evergreen on a while ago, but because our one day event is sealed, it is a limited event. We thought it was a good time to to look into it, and we don't normally spend a lot of time chatting about limited. You know, we we have like an hour a week where we're talking about magic, and you know, there's ten minutes of telling us how good Josh and Pat's are, and (laughs) Um, but you know, so no, no, we're just. But, you know, we, we thought, hey, let's try this and we'll, we'll just sort of dig into, you know, the uncommon signpost cards. So that is up on Twitch. We streamed it live there. And then I also recorded it. So it's up on YouTube now on our YouTube channel. And I'm going to see if I can extract the audio from that video to just put up as a, as a separate podcast. But, yeah, it's it's worth checking out. We, we kind of went deep and then, you know, spent a lot of time just talking about all the uncommons. We didn't get into any of the rares and things. And then just some of the other cards that pair well with that. And what to look out for so I hope I hope people enjoy it Chewie and I had a lot of fun doing it so yeah if, if you it liked it it was good yeah if, if you liked it let us know because it, it feels like it frees up a bit of space now on the cast to talk about like what's rotating at and what's coming in and, and what because most people engage more in constructed I think is fair to say yep yeah, yeah. uh so yeah kind of gives us a time now to, to chat about that so
0: yep you just got to cut out the five minutes at the start where you? <laughs> you. I did. You, you I did. No ca- I cut out all that. <laughs> <laughs> Correct.
1: Oh, I didn't cut out the part where I've got no audio. You got to skip okay. that couple <laughs> you'll of minutes. Ours, but so. you'll, you'll work it out. I did. I did cut out all the intro videos and I stuff. I mean, you so. spent a good long time talking, just assuming that people could hear you. <laughs> well, you know, I thought I'd unmuted myself. There's always something. Oh uh, yes. We're yes, doing yes. it live, and I don't clearly don't stream enough. To no, that's right. <laughs> to remember yep, so, all those things. So yeah, I, I mean, I've,
0: I've been streaming every Monday for. A good yeah. couple of months now, than when I was when I was away. So, and then obviously all the behind the scenes pushing buttons when all, we do all the other stuff. So I'm pretty, I've got a pretty down pad of knowing you know what to. Yeah, what to well, look well at this was and, the first and time I
1: pulled in a video as well to to stream from my thing. So I was pretty glad we got like Chewy's video and audio working the whole time yeah. too. Yeah. So like we'll, we'll take <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> no, very good. So yeah, go and check that out. So that is the VOD is still on Twitch, or yeah, you mm-hmm. can jump on YouTube and watch it there uh, yeah so you get the visuals to go along with what the guys are talking about while you're there on YouTube you know give it a like hit the subscribe button ring the bell all the usual stuff people tell you to do on YouTube we would one day we would like to you know get to the point where we can actually earn money off of our YouTube videos but we are so far from that it's yeah we're a long funny, way from monetizing
1: that it's fine
0: but get there like it subscribe one day we'll get there I mean we're we're now at 300 followers on Twitch never thought we'd, we'd ever get there it's So true yeah <laughs> appreciate it uh, very good. All right. So, yeah, the main thing we're going to talk about tonight is rotation. So, mm-hmm. this happens every two years now. That's the yep. way the, the system is currently working. So, we've had standard sets being released every oh, between two and five months, the way Wizards have been doing their, their schedule over the last couple of years. And eventually, it gets to this set each year, which is, mm-hmm. they call it the fall set in uh, in the U.S., Spring yep. set for us, and uh, yeah, every two years we get rotation. So you get a bunch of old sets uh, leaving standard, no longer legal in standard, and then we start filling back those uh, slots with the new sets that release over the next year or so, and then uh, and then we get another rotation. So it keeps standard fresh and exciting, uh, you know, with those those constant changes. But with that comes a few problems. You know, you've been playing the same deck for the last. 18 months most likely or similar decks slowly improving them and all of a sudden most of those cards are gone and your archetypes are gone and you got to start from scratch and it means you got to spend a bunch of wild cards on arena and things like that to to kind of get into new decks so we're gonna have a bit of a chat about what's leaving you know the sort of the key cards from each mm-hmm. set and then um yeah and then we'll sort of talk i don't know we'll see how we go for time if we, we talk a little bit about standard or, or whatever and then we're gonna yeah have a bit of a chat about the some of the new cards that are coming in from dominaria so the sets that are leaving i'll just quickly rattle them off here and then we can get into them cracker so zendikar rising is the the oldest set that is going then kaldheim strixhaven and then the D adventures in the forgotten realms set is rotating so that leaves us with we didn't write this down but what are the sets to the left uh, so, we've got Streets, New
1: Capenna. We've got- yep. Hang on. I was just looking Midnight at it. Hunt,
0: Crimson yep, correct. Crimson, Hunt, Crimson Vow. And yep. then- Kamigawa.
1: Kamigawa. And then yep. now it'll be Dominaria United will be the last yep. one.
0: Yep, cool. All right. So, what are we losing from Zendikar Rising?
1: Yeah, maybe just to quickly talk about what how I've done this. I ended up going through each of these sets on Scryfall and just kind of scrolling through each of the colors and pulling out like one or two- of the cards that have seen really high impact from each color in their time and standard. It's obviously not every card because we don't have that much time. Uh, And I've tried to be, you know, like cards that either I played and enjoyed or things that, you know, like are just objectively powerful. So from Zendikar Rising, there's quite a bit. We're losing a lot, and a lot of it is just mana <laughs> yeah. bases, right? Yeah, And so, these, these
0: aren't just to sort of also point it before you get into it. These aren't necessarily yes. cards that are hev- still heavily played, but they have no, correct. been, or at, at yeah, some they, point yeah. in their time in standard, they were impactful.
1: Exactly right. And because some, keeping in mind- that, them
0: to the point where they got banned.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you might go, oh, well, that doesn't see play now, but at different points, these cards were even in a conversation of being banned, people hated yeah. them that much. There's all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, keep in mind that they were kind of of their time, even though that once you get to like- Eight or nine set standard where We're just leaving. They they may not have had the power level to keep up, but they did yep. earlier. Uh, so yeah, Zendikar Rising. We're losing all of the pathways. Uh, all yeah. of the pathways that were in that. The other half was in Kaldheim, but it's yeah. it's a lot of fixing.
0: And there, there. That's probably like a, out of everything that we're losing here, that is just such a huge loss. Like massive. The, the pathways have been so good for fixing mana, and losing all of them is that's huge. So yeah, yeah ma- massive loss there.
1: Yeah, I, just, I remember when they were previewed. I was like, "I'm unimpressed by these cards. They just played yeah, out better than were. I expected." Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah, just—they're they're not perfect. I still don't love them, but the play pattern of them is actually really interesting. And and we're talking the other night, Shorty, about like holding on to them for as long as you can yeah, before yeah. playing them. Yeah, uh, waiting to see what yeah, color. Yeah, you exactly. Actually like what color you commit to playing it. Yep. Exactly. So there was some really interesting choices there around that. But um, along the the lands, there's. Just a whole cycle of double-faced land cards that we got in here. So the two that I sort of picked out initially were Duari Disruption and then also Spikefield Hazard. I think they yep. saw the most play out of that common cycle—the
0: green one, the Tank of oh, was wasn't it? Oh yeah, that's true. No, yeah, the Tank of Florahedron, That one, i think that was the common one. So yeah, that yeah, that cards right. saw a lot
1: of play. Yep. And then there was also the Mythic cycle. So that was things like Agadeem's Awakening. There was the blue one that no one played. <laughs> they they were the the, the bolt lands right where you could pay three yep. for them to enter as an untapped single color, or they were like like black 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 X and they were all X spells with you know, the black one was return creatures from your graveyard with mana value blah 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 all that sort of stuff. The other white one made angels. Um Is that the red Shadow Skull Smashing was that the red one? Yep, correct. Uh, and then I forget what the green one was. Uh, no, nah, I can't too remember. Many. Yep. Oh, uh, Turn Timber Symbiosis. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's the one. So, the one where you can look at the top seven. And that's where a lot of play too, you know? Yep. So, they are all gone, getting out of here. So, then moving on from the lands in white, we've got Skyclave Apparition is going. Yeah. Which just a immediate staple in every every deck that could play white, basically, since the day it was printed. Then we got Ruin Crab, which, again, in its time, in the Rogues deck, saw huge amounts of play. Blood Chief's Thirst in black, a premium removal spell. Red was a little thin in Zendikar Rising. So the card that I ended up choosing for this one was Uh, uh Saw a lot of cyborg play in, in Dexter. Yeah, that yeah, could, definitely. Could play yep. And green was a little thin as well, I found. But Lotus Cobra, again, at different points, saw, saw a lot of play. Yeah, yeah. And as far as a multicolored card, Shorty, <laughs> there's one that rules them all. There's just one <laughs> Omnath. I, mean, I think everything that needs to be said about Omnath has been said a million times. Got banned. Still terrorizing formats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Card, is, card is busted OP. Uh, I don't yeah. know if there's much more to say about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a bunch of those cards, you know, Lotus Cobra and Omnath and the lands and all that sort of stuff all got played together in, in mm-hmm. the one deck. So
1: They sure did. Yep. Do you remember uh, there was a point Caldheim? before the
0: previous rotation where it was like there would have been Omnath and Oko and Uro and Once Upon a Time and Growth Spiral. <laughs> yeah. They were all meant to be
1: legal at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> what a snooker. That format deck that would have, have been <laughs> just beyond insane. You just yeah, couldn't have played yeah. anything else. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so the next setup that is leaving in age order is Kaltheim. So kind of the overarching Theme for this one was runes, right? Runes and snow were the the main sort of things that came out of it, and again, like runes just dominated for yeah. for months. There, it was the best deck and the yeah, thing people you should calling be going for. Bands, hundred percent. They were just frustrated playing against it. Yep. Uh, it's interesting though, because in some of these colors, there, uh, I mean, white had redane, which saw a bunch of play, but it wasn't everywhere. It was you know like one or two of in in different decks, and could be pretty annoying to play against. Then there was Auron's Epiphany for blue. Yep, still casting that card. Everyone loves that one. (laughs) In black, the one that I grabbed here was Village Rites. Just draws cards, kills your thing. Very good. Uh, Also Valky. (laughs) I mean, again, people were doing very, very dumb things with Valky and the other side of Tybalt, uh, you know, in a bunch of combo decks there.
0: Yeah, we had the ultimatums, like Mergent Ultimatum and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. We were yeah, doing fun things with Tibalt.
1: We sure were. Now, I'm sad about this card. I'm sad this card's going.
0: <laughs> Goldspan no, it's
1: Dragon. Not,
0: it's not gone for me. Didn't you see my stream? No, I, was, I did. I'm I did. Li- i saw, literally I, casting Goldspan's your stream, and Epiphanies. It was so I much was, fun.
1: <laughs> I was having a great time watching your Monday night, actually. Uh, but yeah, Goldspan Dragon is, is gone. And a lot of people will really be happy about that disappearing. That card, yeah. again- Insane power and, and value. Very, very good. Another card that people hate a lot, a Seeker's Chariot. <laughs> I yep. hate that card actually. I kind of this epitomizes what <laughs> green. It's just like, <laughs> oh, formatter, a million things. Good luck. Yeah. I untap with it. Oh, I get to make a million more things, even good luck. Yeah, yeah. So I get to copy my Ren and Seven token and <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I also threw an old growth troll because again in the Mono Green deck, seen a lot of play. Really, really strong. Uh, for Multicolored, I had Binding of the Old Gods, which... Yeah, yeah, solid. ...dropped off a bit, but early on in this, in its time, saw a lot of play in the... Yeah, I, pl- were, I played you know, quite a lot of that. There were Saltai decks that were playing that because it just, it was removal spell, it ramped, yeah, it, it did a lot of stuff. Uh, Coma, again, had yeah. its place and, and time where it was kind of just the finisher for those decks and, and just got out of hand. And then the other things that were in this set were the rest of the Pathways, so that kind of rounded out that 10 and then Faceless Haven as well which mm. kind of held held down the mono white mono red to a little bit but mono red didn't quite stand up to how good mono white was for a long time here
0: no no
1: and yeah, yeah. this card just terrorized people and then yeah. book of exalted deeds
0: <laughs> it terrorized people so much to the point that they had to ban it and fix it in alchemy yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yeah uh, Book of Exalted Deeds. Goodness me! That uh, remember yeah, that combo? That, that was that was a fun fun deck when people were playing that sort of thing. That no, wasn't. Yeah, Caltime um, was a. Well. Yeah, Kalton was a set that I think like initially when it first dropped, people weren't that impressed like with the power level. And just over time, it was like, no, these like the cards that you yeah. just listed, they are just. Crazy powerful, like Auron's Epiphany and Goldspan mm-hmm. Dragon and Valkyrie and, and, yeah, the Cadillac. The Seekers Track. Yeah, exactly. So much power in them. And, yeah, but I don't think it was highly regarded as a as a powerful set. I think maybe it had those, you know, those cards that we sort of listed as being super powerful and then the rest of the set was a bit
1: average. And, yeah, and it was interesting because it, it was a new plane. So, it was the first time we'd been there. Yeah, and I don't it know was that a cool were, plane, actually. I really, I really Yeah, it. It, it was, actually. I mean, there are, there are a lot of other cards that, you, like, I could have pulled out, you know, there's, like, Ascended Spirit and a few other things that kind of- There was also the other foretell cards. There are a few other foretells yeah, that, yeah. Yep. that's all play, particularly in blue. But, uh, you know, without pulling out 20 or 30 cards from each thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree, though. I think it was, yeah, kind of one of those sets that just, on face value, seemed a little underpowered. But just, yeah, ended up being kind of a real pillar of standard for the whole time it was in there. So, yeah. All right, next set. next up, Strixhaven. Speaking so- of sets
0: that people really weren't that excited about and didn't have a ton of powerful cards,
1: Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I actually struggled in this one to to pull yeah. out cards, and it'll, it'll come up to that in a second. So lessons, I guess, were the overarching theme for this. What did you think all- of the
0: lesson mechanic?
1: I mean, I never really played with it. I, th- I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't super excite me.
0: It was interesting. It's like it's a similar sort of rub that I guess they was trying to go for with companions in that it's like okay you can have access to more cards mm-hmm. or, you know, access to a powerful card, things like that from your sideboard, but it comes at the cost of taking up slots in your sideboard. And so And the
1: card that it comes on usually being weaker.
0: Yeah, yeah. So companions obviously they they way overshot it and they were stupidly powerful. And Correct. so they had they nerfed the whole mechanic and they were still problems. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> lessons they went much more conservative but yeah it was quite interesting and it it made an interesting dynamic for best of one where you could have access to these cards yeah you'd have a seven cardboard yeah seven yeah well i mean yeah it brought that in as well like uh, initially when the lessons came out you had access to a full sideboard so you could play best Mm -hmm. of one and have 15 cards in your sideboard that you had access to and then they brought that rule in for arena where it's yep if you're playing best of one you only get access to seven cards and now we've got that really
1: weird awkward Oh, layout deck thingy deck building in our, thing It's just in our sideboard sort of arena. So, if I'm putting a sideboard in, I want 15 cards. Get out of here. Yeah, anyway.
0: yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if lessons come back at some point and they do a slightly different take or or they adjust the power levels. But yeah, yeah. Interesting concept.
1: So, I struggled with this set in yeah. the monocolors to find cards that were actually really good, except for uh, Elite Spellbinder. So, Paul Avito, Rosa's Invitational card, or uh, he, not Invitational, his, um, what was World it? World Championship. World's win. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Spellbinder's an amazing card. Just yes. did everything mono-white. Wanted, taxed, beat down, brilliant. Like, wonderful design. Uh, for blue, Divide by Zero was kind of the card that I landed on there as being the most playable, <laughs> I think, out of that <laughs> set. There's, you know, it and it did learn, but, you know, people saw that, you know, it was a counter spell that you know worked around Holebreaker Horror and a couple of other things. That was kind of the savior for a bit, but I mean, that ended up getting I think it nerfed in Alchemy or it got banned in Standard and yeah, banned in Standard. Or, yeah, in banned in standard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, so well,
0: it was quite powerful and it, and it was very powerful. It was in weird a specific deck.
1: It was. I think that's what I found most strange about that banning is it was only in like one or two decks. It wasn't yeah, yeah, everywhere. It wasn't the sort of normal thing where yeah, well, it was an odd banning. It's it's just a massive portion of the meta. But anyway in black again struggled a little bit professor onyx she saw a bit of play in as a control finisher i think was probably the the main thing there either that or sedgemore which was the other one i was looking at uh, yeah, might it, have been yep. a, a better choice uh, yeah pr- professor the,
0: onyx saw play in the ultimatum decks it was a it did something that you would go and get with your your ultimatums
1: yeah it also saw play in uh, some of the esper control lists that were were kicking around as well yeah uh, but yeah sedgemore which may have been a better a pick there
0: it yeah, done. yeah, that's definitely seen quite a lot of play.
1: And then moving on from there, I just couldn't find any red or green cards. <laughs> I literally, I've just got no red or green. Like, I scrolled through the list, <laughs> I spent quite a bit of time looking at it, and I just could not find... Okay, Shorty, the red card I was looking at is called Hall Monitor. Uh,
0: I have it, played Hall Monitor. That's the one yep. that makes a so a, a creature can't block. Correct. It can't be yep. blocked it's, or something along those lines. Yep.
1: No, no, yeah, target creature can't block. So, it's a one yeah, one I've, I with I've definitely played that in mono-red. If that is the best card that I can find, I mean, grinning Ignis, but I'm not going to talk about a stupid combo card in that, you know.
0: No, although I got crushed by that deck in Explore last night. <sighs> sure.
1: And, but we're talking about standard, right? Like, yeah. it just it didn't see plain standard. And yep. and that was the thing. Like, this it just kind of was bad.
0: Yeah. And green <laughs> was the
1: same. And green wasn't. was the same. Yep. Yeah. I just I couldn't find anything, particularly when, you know, like, you go back and- there's cards like Blizzard Brawl and things like that from Kaldheim that I didn't put on the list that were just like absolute houses. So, the power level that it needed to break into when it came in just wasn't there, and then it's still just never been there. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, However, so in in the Is it colors? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In in exactly Is it colors? And look, I obviously have a huge bias, Shorty, and I love Is it. It's our favourite colour yes. combo. Expressive iteration. Oh, yeah. I will fight anyone who says that this isn't one of the best <laughs> <laughs> blue red spells ever. Okay. Like it is. It, it, Banned it's in insane. Pioneer and Explorer. Yeah, exactly. Sees so play in Modern and Legacy. It, it yep. is amazing. If you've never cast it, I would suggest that you do that wherever you can. I did put this one on here a little bit for you, but Magma Opus. Magma Opus was, again, in, in its time in the. Oh, I've gone blank on the name of the Just creature. This guy, then. Hanata. Yeah, Hanada, that's the one. Which is still a deck that
0: is still getting played in standard.
1: There you go. Not anymore. Uh, It just lost iteration (laughs) and magma opus. (laughs) Oh, the big payoffs.
0: But yeah, that Uh, that card is, again, that's a card that you look at and it's like, oh, this thing's eight mana. Like, that's just ridiculous. It's not. But then you combine it with Hanada and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's- Free basically, yeah, yeah, and, and then, you have gold spend, uh, you, so you're
1: making treasures that tap for two, and yeah, or
0: yeah. anyway, yep. or you flash it back with your torrential gear hulk, and it's also free, so all right,
1: but that's not in yeah. standard. But look, it, it did absolutely have a, to- a time at the top of the metagame with the, the Hanada decks, uh, and it even saw like play in like, um, some of the just straight up blue red control, you know, yeah, that was just sometimes the finisher for them, uh, so yeah. That one definitely saw a lot of play. And also Prismari command. I looked at kind of all the commands because uh, that was, you know, a big draw. It was the, one of the, the main cycles in this set. And Prismari just saw the most play out of all of them. I think it was the strongest and just saw, yeah, saw the most play. The, yep. the um Lawhold command. No, not Lawhold. I don't even remember what they're called now. The black-white <laughs> ones were a little Pick bit the bit colors.
0: <laughs> yeah, the black-white ones were a little of play.
1: I can't remember what that one was called. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking <laughs> for it now. <laughs> Silver Quill. Anyway. It's Silver Quill. Silver Quill. Black, Black White yeah. Silver Quill. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, yep. that's how much we cared about the weird names yes. uh, for for that set. The of one. of one. Exactly. That was the biggest problem with this set. The yep. dumb names. And Vanishing Verse was one of the other cards that, again, Black White seen a bunch of play. Good removal spell.
0: Yeah. Solid card.
1: And Snarls, which were. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one played i had, I had to mention them because they were in there they were the rare land cycle yeah and they just i have i have unfortunately had to play the odd snarl on occasion you gotta do it didn't
0: want to car didn't want to spend the wild cards to get the dual lands for yeah explorer or historic or something like that but they're not they're not good lands
1: not no good they're, lands. they're the show lands in case you don't remember because they've been banished from my memory yeah <laughs> so they intertap yeah, the most yeah. yeah, unless you reveal one that matches the colours of it. So uh, didn't
0: work at all with Pathways, because they have not. no land types. They sure don't.
1: Imagine no. if Pathways had land types. That'd be oh, yeah. nuts. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right, so the next setup, D&D. And D&D was interesting, man, because I remember this one being underwhelming, and then I started looking through all the cards, and there's a lot. There's actually- it, This set is kind of stacked for- for choices here. So not in every color, but there's, there's a bunch of stuff that's really good. So Portable Hole in white, just saw play again in, in every deck that could cast it. And this is where we got the Book of exalted Deeds. Yes. But yeah, Portable Hole I thought was was particularly excellent. Uh, the other one that I thought you we maybe could have talked about was the, I know that was in a different set. There was the, one of the maces that gave um, flying. But uh, anyway, that's fine. So then we've got, blue was a little thin on the ground. I actually had a hard time in Adventures of the Forgotten Realm trying to find a good blue card that saw a bunch of play. So, I landed on Demi Lich, but I kind of don't love That's Where We Are. <laughs> it had but a lot just- of
0: hype in the, like,
1: preview season. And it did. We tried to make it work, but it yeah, just, I did. It just I was did. never good. I mean, it's either, they're, like, Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Uh, yeah, which is still seeing play in explorer and it it is a, it is but again like in standard it just it kind of never made blue mono like yeah there was just not a lot of great blue support in the set yeah
0: so the Demilich not having flying if it had flying it would have been yeah quite a bit better it would have been a totally different thing yeah. yeah but it was just a four three that you had to jump through a million hoops to get
1: on the field and you could yeah, rebuy yeah, it and, and stuff nothing. like that yeah uh black had quite a bit though so deadly dispute Again, still yep. has been seeing a huge amounts of play. We saw it cast a bunch on the weekend, drawing cards, sacking things. Uh, Lolth, the Planeswalker yeah, played a lot of Lolth. Lolth's great, really, really yep. strong. Just kind of did everything. You either wanted as a mid-range threat, at your top end, or you know a good finisher, or just a just spitting out spiders every turn to the just storm the festival target, make it impossible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So lots of those things to just you know be a finisher in control. Lolth saw heaps of play. And then rate of, enf- rate of Enfeeblement, more of a sideboard card, but Mono White was so strong from the previous couple of sets that I thought this one was worth kind it's of flagging.
0: So that was around with Winoda as well. From it was. memory, so that, it saw a lot of sideboard play when Winoda was, and sometimes mm-hmm. main deck play, yeah, when there was a lot of Mono White and a lot of Winoda kicking around, it was yep. quite good
1: at picking those off. Sure was. And then for Red, there was Dragon's Fire. Which has yep. seen a fair bit of play. Uh and then the other one I had was Burning Hands. Kind of no good red creatures in this set, somewhat disappointingly, I think, shorty, for you. Yeah.
0: We haven't had but, we haven't had very good red creatures for a little nah, while. Like
1: as in small small red creatures. Yeah, but there's not even like big red creatures. You've got like what I, I think the I only mean, other you had, you had Goldsman Dragon, like that. No, no, that no, but up. like not in this <laughs> set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's Inferno of Star Mounts, which saw a tiny amount of cyborg play against controlled yeah. decks because it was can't be counted and flying with haste, but, you know, yep. whatever. Yep. Uh, Burning Hands.
0: Yeah, that was a really important sideboard card because it killed- Huge. Ch- Chariot. Chariots, it killed Lovestruck Beasts, and it killed Gargaroths, which was the other big-,
1: big Which haven't come for, up for yet. No. That's actually not rotating. Gargaroth is still- No, Gargaroth's already
0: gone? Uh, Gargaroth was in M21, so that's, that rotated the last rotation. Right, so that hasn't been in standard for a little while, but there was there that go. period where it yes, was exactly, right with these sets and
1: correct. Yep, yeah. green though. Green had a bunch. It had the innkeeper. Yes, yeah.
0: yep. Just very again
1: strong. huge amounts of play. Uh, ranger class t- dipped off a little bit now, but certainly for for a long time there, mono green was playing just four of ranger class. Yep. Just th- we we talked about that card a lot. Just being able to do kind of everything you wanted to let you go long. Major dudes bigger, it drew your cards. Kind of gross. And then we've got Werewolf Pack Leader, which again, we saw heaps of on the weekend, paired with Ranger Glass. <laughs> kind of gross. You know, just 3 3 attacking, drawing cards. Just great threat. Really, really yeah. good. Yep. And then the cycle of Creature Lands. So Cave of the Frost Dragon, Den of the Bugbear, Hall of the Storm Giants, Hive of the Eye Tyrant, and Lair of the Hydra. All these saw a lot of play in all their colors.
0: Still seeing a lot of play in standard. Seeing a lot of play in explorer. Uh, historic explorer, yep. modern pioneer. Like they, are, they have, they've quite good. You know, it, it happens a lot with the creature lands. They come out and they always get compared to you know celestial colonnade and raging ravine and and like these old school ones that were yep. really quite strong. And so you, yep. you know you compare them to those and it's like oh, no they're not they're not quite the same. But in context of the formats. They were actually really quite good, and yeah, they, yeah. Uh,
1: these these are all really excellent. They all yeah. were, you know, all had relevant abilities as well. Yep. So,
0: and the restrictions on them, like a lot of the creature lands historically have just always come in always play, tapped. tapped. These ones having that option, like t- basically being fast lands, mm-hmm. it just made them so handy. You know, like mm-hmm. the the red ones were fine. You know, Den of the Bugbear was fine to be playing in your mono red aggressive decks because you were often playing it on turn one or two, so it came into play untapped. And whereas, you know, Hall of the Storm Giant that you're playing in your in your control decks, you don't mind if it comes into play tapped later on. Yep. You know, you can you can have your untapped lands early and then play that one tapped later on and it's not really messing you up. So, yeah, super powerful, really impactful, and, and they're going to be a big loss because I, I believe we're not going to have basically any creature lands in standard. Correct. Yeah. Or yep. well, there's like and, and one this is the or first two time in,
1: in weird in, garbage ones. In... In actual years, I don't think there's any at all.
0: Okay,
1: I think I think they're all gone. I heard someone saying, "Yeah." Right. So it'll be really interesting to see whether they, you know, whether they do or not. But yeah, the 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 next cycle of of lands is certainly not any of that. So yeah. I guess kind of holistically looking at this list, you know, we we just went through I don't know like thirty or forty cards or whatever it is. What do you think?
0: I'm sad to see them go. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) To be honest. And I kind of get that, like, you always, you have these periods when you're playing a lot of Standard where it's like, oh, this format sucks or this card's too powerful or whatever. But I think as a whole, over the last year or so, Standard has actually been pretty good. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I was saying before the cast, and I think you're in the same boat as me, I literally haven't played a game of Standard since my last league match. Like, not the most recent league that we played, the league before that. So, like, Mm -hmm. four months or something since I've played a match of Standard. but. You know, I hear about it on podcasts and things like that. And, and from what I'm hearing, it's still good and it's been good. And it has, you know, as tends to happen when you get to these really big standards, it, it sort of tends more towards sort of the, the mid-rangey soup type uh, type decks because you've just got access to really good mana bases and all that sort of thing and, and all the powerful cards but it still seems to have been pretty good yeah they had some issues you know they, they there's a few cards that had to be banned along the way but i think generally they did a good job and and i'm yeah i'm really sad to see some of these cards go because i've i've had a lot of fun playing them so what about you yeah,
1: exactly the same yeah looking at this list is just kind of like wow there's a lot of really good stuff and they actually did a really good job in balancing these sets together i yeah. think that you know, Kalheim is a bit of an outlier in terms of some of the power level there. But the rest of the sets feel really close together in terms of what they've got. They all had, like, one or two cards that were, like, truly excellent. And then the rest of the power level was, was fairly flat across them. And I think that's fine. Like, I think that's a good spot to be in. There will always be a best card or cards in a set or a cycle. And that's that's cool. I think, yeah, it's there's definitely... I mean, we, we talked about them. The ones that I'll be sad to see go. But, uh yeah, it's... I'm excited about what's coming up too, them.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking at this list of cards going, man, I've spent so many wild cards on <laughs> these cards. <laughs> and don't now don't think start about it from like scratch. that. No, 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 no. Don't
1: do, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs>
0: well, I, uh, yesterday, I pre-ordered the uh, the Dominaria bundle. on a Oh, arena did you? Because <laughs> I haven't done that for ages. And I was like, yeah, I've only got like a few wild cards left. I need to pre-order a bundle, open a ton of packs, and just sort of set myself up for this new format. You know, get get some uh, get some wild cards in the bank, and then sort of s- slowly start building up from there. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But have a, uh, I'll have a few weeks to see how the metagame shakes out before I decide to start crafting. Before you commit,
1: yeah, yeah. No, mate, I, I'm all in already. Someone <laughs> on Twitter posted a mono. <laughs> someone already posted a mono blue to list. <laughs> lock it in. Easy game. Keep your rare <laughs> wild lands I don't need them. Uh, yeah, no, very good. Right, anyway. so yeah,
0: that so that will be rotation. So that's by the time you listen to this podcast, it's probably it already happened. happened. Yeah. Uh, one thing to note: you will get they do the renewal rewards. As long as you've signed into Arena in the past couple of months, you have a renewal token, and that gets you like a bunch of booster packs and some stuff. I can't even remember what what you get for it, but it's just a little free bonus thing that you get. So if you haven't mm-hmm. logged into Arena for the last few months, do that. I'd quickly logged into my daughter's account yesterday just to show she <laughs> the <laughs> thing. Nice. She's got she's got so many packs just sitting there waiting for her to start playing again so she can open them. But uh yeah, it's it's going to be kicking off straight away and it and it will be brand new standard. So I would expect I would expect a lot of people in our Discord will be just hitting limited pretty hard for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Mm -hmm. which is generally what you want to be doing at the start of a format anyway. We've spoken about that before for for building a collection. So give that a crack and then we'll sort of see what comes out, what shakes out in in standard. But hopefully it's a good format and, uh, yeah, it sort of only improves from there. So let's have a bit of a look at a few cards that we're excited to see. So you and Chewy spoke about the uncommon Signpost. We did, yeah. Cards on, from on a limited perspective, thing. exactly. Yeah, and that's that's more looking at limited. And, and some of those cards do translate over into constructed formats, but often they are there predominantly for limited to be those signposts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, you know, the, the full preview's out. It's been out for, I think, nearly a week. Nearly now, a so week, now. yeah. Other podcasts have, you know, gone in depth and, you know, you can go and listen to your reviews and that sort of thing. But we just thought we'd highlight just a few cards that, that we're keen to see and that are sort of coming into the format that, that we're a little bit excited about. So... I think the first thing for me is pain lands coming back. It's it's not the full cycle of pain lands. So these are the lands that are that come into play untapped. You can tap it for a generic mana or colorless manner, uh, mm-hmm. with no nothing. It says yep, taps for a colorless, or you can tap it for one of two colors. So you know you've got like battlefield forge is a red white one, and so you can tap it for a red or a white and you take one. It deals one. It damage deals one you. damage to you. I don't, yep. I don't think. Don't think Battlefield Forge is actually in this. No, scene. it's not. So Caves, we've Caves got Shivan Reef,
1: Cavers of Coilos, Caplusion <laughs> uh, Forest, and Sulphurous Springs, and Atacar Wastes is the last one.
0: Yeah. So blue white. Yep. Red black green yep. red white black blue red correct i think that's all blue green so these, the allied, the, the these are the these are the
1: enemy colors right oh yeah for my it's, coast it's more than one. that we yeah that, i think that.
0: there's seven of them actually if i think if you add that up it's it's not just the enemy ones i think there's a allied one yeah i think like red green is an allied one. yeah so and they have said they did come out and say the rest of them will be Coming, the out this year, yeah, yeah. coming out the Brothers of Brothers War, which means they're coming out of Brothers War. So yeah, Chewy got all excited and posted on Twitter, "Hey, I get to crack out my Brushlands again!" It's like, ah, no, nah, you're gonna have to wait. You're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for that Chewy. They're uh, they're coming at the end of the year, but we will be getting those. So these these have been around for I don't know when they first came out in you know, a whiteboarded set. I think was the first time they came out like a, a long time ago. Hang on, I'm,
1: I'm looking. It looks like oh, Apocalypse. Okay. There oh, you go.
0: Actually, Yeah, no, it was in a blackboarded set. Yeah, the original yeah. ones. Yeah, like the Brushland mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, so that's a yeah, long the old, the old time. Pumpkins. Time. Yeah, and they've popped up every now and then. They were pretty common in core sets, sort of through through a period. We were getting them pretty regularly, and they are they're very good for aggro decks because you don't really care too much about the damage. The slower mm-hmm. control decks, they're good for fixing your mana when you need it, but the damage that you take can really add up, especially when you're getting beaten down by an aggressive deck. So they're good fixing, but they're not quite. Uh, You know, they're not the same as pathways and and that sort of thing. The other thing to note in this set, we do have a common cycle of jewel lands, Mm -hmm. mountain forests, and things like that. But they do enter the battlefield tapped, so they're quite good. I might actually have to uh, put those in the pauper cube.
1: uh, That's a good idea. That's some
0: some good fixing. So yeah, pain lands, they'll be good. They're good to see. But yeah, there is a slight restriction in the colors that are available. So keep that in mind. Uh, What else you got, Cracker?
1: Uh, So. That's surprising. There's a bunch of it cards that <laughs> 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 grab my attention. <laughs> I'm shocked. Shock. People sick of hearing who, me about talking about
0: that You and I on the podcast, the cards that we highlight are all the Izzet colors. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: you know, uh, that's that's fine. Actually, I think there's, there's going to be a really interesting token theme here. I'm not quite sure what it looks like yet, but after going through all of that with, with Chewy, there's a lot of pieces for some token decks and, and go wide strategies yeah, okay. in kind of the. <clears throat> like red in Naya, but also Abzan as well. I think there's potential there, so you could even, you know, depending on the mana bases and what they look like, I wouldn't be surprised to see some three color stuff go wide strategies. But um, yeah. I mean, for me, there's there's kind of a little package that that really grabbed my attention, and we talked about this one uh on the podcast on the stream, and it is called I forget and I've lost it. <laughs> it's one and a red for a one three. It's Balmore Battle Mage Captain. There we go. I found it. One in uh, so it's blue red for a one three Legendary Bird Wizard, uh, flying. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, creatures you control get plus one plus zero and gain Trample until end of turn. So hold that in your mind because that card seems really good. In a is it spell singer kind of thing, which I obviously quite like to do. And then there is a card in red which is called. Let me just get the name right here. It's called Electrostatic Infantry, and it's one of red for a one-two. It's a dwarf wizard. And it has trample, and it says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on Electrostatic Infantry. So, I know I, I like Delver shells. <laughs> I like tempo <laughs> decks, but, but these cards actually help <laughs> yeah. as far as, like, really being on theme. And it may be the case with the Delver deck where you just don't play Delver, which happens quite a lot. But yeah, these with like lightning strike is back in the set. I know that's one of the cards we were going to talk about. It's just one and a red deal three two, anything. It's just a classic, kind of really good yes, removal very spell. Very glad
0: to have that back in standard.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing that I have missed for a long time in standard, particularly, is just burn spells that go face. Yeah. Sometimes with these aggressive tempo decks, you just need a you just need to throw three damage in someone's face. Yeah. And just close out a game, and and this is a really it's it's as good as we get. We're never getting lightning bolt back. Uh, and the fact that it's instant speed, you know, helps a lot. And then the other one is Impulse, Shorty. So, in blue- I,
0: th- I don't think I've ever cast Impulse.
1: I've, I've cast it in Cube or something, I think, but certainly not a lot. It's been- it hasn't been in- it's not even in modern. Let's put it that no. way. Like, this, yeah. this, this is <laughs> <Now>. an old <laughs> card. This is a real old card. So, yeah. it's one and a blue for an instant it's common. Uh, look at the top four cards of your library, put one of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So it's kind of like super anticipate. Yeah. Just goes one card deeper, but just card selection. Just great. Exactly what I want to be doing.
0: Yeah, four four deep is is very deep, so <laughs> it is. Yeah. Pr- pretty cool. And yeah. And it, when it's an old card like that and it's never been printed into yeah, standard, pioneer, modern. That's mm-hmm. it's gonna have some impact in not just in standard, in in those formats as well. I think the um, the red dude that you highlighted there, the electrostatic mm. infantry, very keen for that in in the older formats as well, like for for explorer because it is a wizard and yep. uh, as, wizard travel is a thing. Yeah, there's there's the wizards burn deck. It's yep. a two drop that doesn't die straight away because it's a one two. Mm-hmm. Having trample is huge, and it's plus one plus one counters that it gets on it. So yeah, it's yeah, not something to turn. It, it's going no. to and get yep. big. So it's going to be fast. You know, very quickly it's going to be a two three three four, and then yeah, it's just you know you you suit that up with an Embercleave or something like that, and yeah, away you go. So mm-hmm. good, good fun. Very keen for that. Uh, what do you got? Uh, so uh, I don't know how they came up with this name. If, if, if this was already named prior to the coronavirus, something, but we've got Rona's Vortex, which is uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's just an Australian thing that we call it the Rona. I, I don't know, probably. I don't know. Yeah, might just be an Aussie thing, but Rona's Vortex, uh, fitting along the lines of the spells decks that, that we've been talking about. This is a single blue for an instant, and it's got Return Target Creature or Planeswalker. You don't control to its owner's hand. If this spell was kicked, so it's got kicker for two and a black, uh, put that permanent on the bottom of its own of its owner's library instead. So if you take out the kicker part. This is actually like super powerful. We've never had a one mana blue instant that can bounce a planeswalker. Nope. Like your opponent's going to get the value off the planeswalker anyway. You know they they get Mm -hmm. priority. They cast the planeswalker. It resolves. They get priority. You can't bounce it before they get to activate one of its abilities. So they're going to get that. But. Man, sometimes, uh, like, I mean, I've had a bunch recently where you just get stuck. It's like, I just cannot get that Planeswalker off the battlefield, mm-hmm. and it's just ticking up, ticking up, ticking up, and it's just going to ultimate, and then I'm just dead. So, having a one-mana answer just to bounce it, reset its counters, that sort of thing is is going to be pretty handy.
1: Reset its counters? What are you talking about, mate? I bounce this end of turn, untap, hold up the gate, and GG. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's, there's that too. So, so yeah. yeah,
1: it. this is a really exciting um, play pattern. And look, Fading Hope- has been a staple yeah. in, in in kind of any blue tempo deck for a, since it's been printed. This is yep. You know, um, the scry value is good, but you don't get a lot of the time because you just don't want to bounce the small stuff.
0: No, and then like this works well, yeah, you know, in in your Delver decks because you, you want to be bouncing creatures just to clear them out of the way, like clear blockers mm-hmm. out of the way, so you can you can just bash in. And and if you happen to be playing, you know, blue black or you're playing Grixis or something, so you can do the kicker, like putting yep. that on the bottom of its library is very good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited by this card. I think uh, I think it's going to see a bit of play, and I wouldn't be surprised if it sees play in other formats as well. The other card that I'm interested in, we'll have to see how it goes in standard, but Ellis Ilkor Sadistic Pilgrim. It's oh, an yeah. absolute mouthful for that name, which is white mm-hmm. and black for a legendary creature, Phyrexian Core Cleric. It's a 2-2, and it has Death Touch, which probably... It doesn't have a huge impact but it's a blood artist effect basically whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control you gain a life whenever another creature you control dies each opponent loses one life so this is going straight into my commander deck that I have which is built mm-hmm. around combos with you know sacrificing your creatures infinitely and draining all, all of your opponents out so uh yeah this yeah, is Yeah Artist and a
1: soul sister was the other thing that we we worked out it's it, it yeah, does yep. both halves so yep. Yeah, this card seems amazing. And in the go wide strategy, uh, I think it's going to be really good. The The other thing that there's... Actually, there's a couple of black cards that I really want to talk about that kind of fit in with that really well. So, one is Liliana of the Veil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. it's been a minute since I thought we'd see Liliana in in Standard again, but yeah. here she is. One of the... I
0: doubt she's not... Uh- <laughs> She's, she doesn't quite fit in with the uh, 2022 power level of magic, and now she's perfectly fine to print in standard. Yeah.
1: Liliana is just, like, it was one of those cards, she was, like, $120 for a while. Like, it was oh, an yeah. expansive card when it was in Jund, in modern. But if you don't know what it is, it's one black black for a legendary Cri- planeswalker Liliana. She has three starting loyalty. Her plus one is each player discards a card. Minus two is target player sacrifices a creature. And then minus six is separate all permanents target player controls into two piles. That player sacrifices all permanent in a pile of their choice. So they've actually reworded that ultimate a little bit, but same effects. And you you can kind of just make a mess of people.
0: (laughs) My opponent, when I was playing Tron at the modern event. The other weekend, mm. my opponent managed to ultimate Liliana because I was just Ew. doing nothing. And uh, yeah, <laughs> when it's like, all right, I'm going to split your Tron lands up. And it's like, no, yeah, let's just, I'm just going like, to yeah, scoop good it up enough. And we'll just go the next good Yeah, good
1: enough. <laughs> so, Lily is, yeah, historically been really good. You know, you, you play it in, in kind of typically like green, black, X decks, you know, whether it's red or blue supporting it, you know, you can kind of go either way. Uh, it just does a lot. And the secret hidden mode of Liliana, in case you don't know, is don't activate it. <laughs> it's actually really <laughs> hard to play because you think you need to do it every turn. But sometimes you, you just need to keep cards in hand or you need to keep creatures. You don't want to minus, So, yeah, you don't, you don't have to activate it every turn. So, that one and the other card that I thought was interesting with Ellis and some of the other things there is Braids, A Nightmare. So yeah, this is okay. one black black for a legendary nightmare braids. Uh, she is a three three, and it says at the beginning of your end step you may sacrifice an artifact creature, enchantment, land, or planeswalker. If you do, each opponent may sacrifice a permanent that shares a card type with that with it. For each opponent who doesn't, that player loses two life and you draw a card. So punisher effects are usually bad, but the upside of this one is letting you draw a card, and that's really strong. Mm. So, I'd be interested to see how this one plays out. There's Rakdos Sacrifice is already a thing, like the Onikote Cult Anvil decks are kicking around. I mean, it's a three drop, it's a three three, like it's on its face value and it it's not exactly an enters the battlefield trigger, but it's the end step. So, it's like as good as you cast it in your second main, you go straight to your end step. You get to trigger this. You can start to, you know, you're either controlling the board or you're pinging them for two and you're drawing a card. Like, that's just that's just good value.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's just going to, like, it's similar to Liliana. Like, it depends if you've got the deck to support it. Like, Liliana functions on decks that can survive with no cards in hand you know it's, yeah low resource. Symmet- symmetrical plus one each player is discarding a card so either you've got to be getting value from what you're discarding you know whether that's don't have it in standard but if you had you know madness effects where you can discard a card and
1: sure. uh,
0: you know still cast a spell or yeah you're just playing a deck like the the classic was in modern with Tarmogoyf you know you're discarding cards so you're growing your, your Tarmogoyf and things like that mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see I, I'm not big-brained enough to be able to figure out if there's going to be a good Liliana deck. but
1: Well, there's also, yeah. like, some reanimation stuff. So, there's, like, Tenacious Underdog is an amazing card to either sacrifice to Liliana or to discard it. Uh, and then the other one along those lines is there's the- Oh, I forget what it's called. It's got the cats on it that people use to buy back their Grease Fang. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know the one I mean. I know the so one I lift. So it's like one in a black for you know yep. returning a creature with power or mana value three or less to the battlefield. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's. It, it feels like there's a shell there somewhere again. Not my wheelhouse. It's I I don't instantly know like which bits you know to be drawn to, but I think I think there's there's something there.
0: Yeah. Yep, All right. so set's interesting. One one last card. I don't think we've spoken about this one. This is one of the first cards that actually got previewed for the set, but it's it's Jaya, who we've since found out dies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sad face for Jaya. Rip but, Jaya. Uh, four mana planeswalker with four abilities. Like, historically, mm-hmm. four mana planeswalkers with four abilities are very strong. You know, we've seen Jace the Mind Sculptor, and mm-hmm. we also saw Chandra, whatever. Torture Defiance. Torture Defiance, yep. Yeah. Uh, which i've been playing a little bit of as well so yeah Mm -hmm. two red red for four loyalty plus one create a red a one one red monk creature token with prowess that's pretty Mm -hmm. handy cracker in your spells decks minus one exile the top two cards of your library choose one of them you may play that card this turn so that is a play uh that card so it means you can play lands off of that but look at two play one of them pretty good minus two choose target creature and opponent controls whenever you attack. This turn, Jaya deals damage equal to the number of attacking creatures to that creature. It's uh, an interesting way of doing it. A lot
1: of words. It's an outnumber effect.
0: Yeah, yep. And then uh, the emblem is minus eight. Whenever you cast a red instant or sorcery spell, copy it twice. You may choose new targets for the copies. That's... That could be interesting. Uh, actually, that might- That's a lot of turns to Commander. get to. I mean, well, you play it with a doubling season and you can do it straight away, so- yeah.
1: That's true. I mean, du- yeah. whatever. Doubling season is broken. Like, that. <laughs> I don't know. That's the-, the metric that you should be going off. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think this is this yeah, is know, interesting. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Like, hi- historically, you're absolutely correct. And look, it-, yep. it kind of does that, you know, base level planeswalker thing of, hey, it- you know, enters the battlefield, it makes a thing to protect itself or it gains yep. some incremental value. It it kind of falls into that sort of space where it seems like it'd be good. The minus two ability is really hard to evaluate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess you need to be- Go a wide. Go wide deck. But I think just for the, like, so, yeah, the plus one I mean, like, and the minus one is quite yeah. good.
1: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yep. Uh, so the last-, the thing you last Yeah, so there's a series of- There's a cycle- Of Phyrexian creatures, the one that I think, I can't remember if we talked about this, but Defiler of Vigor uh, is the green one. It's five mana for a 6-6 with trample because it's green, and of course it is. Uh, (laughs) It says, as an additional cost to cast green permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cost green less to cast if you paid life this way. This effect only reduces the amount of green mana you pay. Right? So that's like the the same text on all of them. It's blue or black or what, you get it. Uh, and then the other line of text that's kind of insane is whenever you cast a green permanent spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. So you can only do this Phyrexian mana thing once per green um, spell, is the way yeah. that it, it works. It's a very so wordy
0: you, way to say. It's, it's your an green incredibly have wordy way. One Phyrexian. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird, <laughs> considering they've actually got Phyrexian Mana in this set with a jar. With complete- Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, it is what it is.
0: Um, but yeah, you can only pay it once, which is confusing you, it, the first it, it time it you read it. It is
1: correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, that's why I wanted to, to mention it, particularly coming up to, like, pre-releases and things like that. You can't just go, oh, this card costs, you know, green, green one. I'll pay four, life, and one. It's it's not like that anymore. You don't get to do the dismember thing. Uh, so, you still will need to pay green, but- <laughs> This this one in particular seems like it's gonna be a house. I mean it's a five mana six six with trample. <laughs> and as soon as you cast a new, a green creature your next turn, it's a seven seven.
0: Yeah. As well as
1: yeah, pumping all, yeah, all the other things. All yeah, green exactly. All your creatures. Yeah, It's yep. that's the insane thing. Like, why is it not just like target creature or this? But no, no, it's just we're just gonna make everything nice.
0: That's it. A- Phyrexian Worm and it's green. Like you said it all, Cracker. It's, I did. We, we saw Insanity on it's, the weekend. It's the pushed. brokenness of green. So
1: <laughs> it's not and so it's, it's a it's rare too. Yeah. Which is worth pointing out. They're not all mythics. I prefer them as a mythic. Yeah. <laughs>
0: My wild cards.
1: <laughs> True that. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the Lords? Yeah, yeah, you can. Sure. So there's the two mana Lord cycle that is- Oh know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yes. Sorry. In One in each colour. What have we got? There's- Goblins, merfolks, soldiers, elves, and we had to look (laughs) to work out clerics. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they all seem okay. I don't know if they're good in standard. They will be important in other formats.
0: Yeah, two mana lords for older formats are very, very important. So I think like Mm -hmm. the goblin one, the merfolk one are likely to see quite a bit of play in. Potentially modern, but, you know, legacy, that sort of thing as well. Uh, yep. The Clerics one's a bit weird. I'm not, not too sure about that. But, yeah, it's it's just any time they put these sorts of cards into a set, it's usually laying the groundwork for future tribes. You know, we already have some Elves and we already have some Goblins and those sorts of mm-hmm. things. We've got Clerics. Mm-hmm. You know, the Angels deck is half Clerics already, but that's uh, predominantly white. So, but, yeah, it, it's something to remember because... We're going to see more of these creatures, creature types through the next sets. And uh, yeah, there, there may be a point where it's like, oh, hang on, here we go. We've got an elf deck now and uh, yeah, you, you're wanting to play those lords. So keep an eye out for those.
1: Yeah, 100%. Always yep. really good to know. And and I think this is actually the first time we've seen a goblin lord at uh, two mana. Oh, also, we should say what a lord is. It gives plus <laughs> yes. one, plus one to all creatures of that creature type that you Other creatures of that type. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, yep. sorry, it's it, it's the Murfolk Lord. Uh, Lord of Atlantis is the original one, which is yep. <laughs> where the term comes from. Yeah, well, the original
0: um, the original Lord of Atlantis, its creature type was Lord. Yes, and and its text was Murfolk creatures you control get plus one plus one, and it wasn't a Murfolk, so yep. that wording kind of made sense. And then they changed it to make it a Murfolk because that makes much more sense. And so its text is now other Murfolk you control yep. get plus one plus one. So that's that's how lords work. It's always yeah, exactly,
1: but that's where it comes from. It's the Lord of Atlantis was the, the yep. first one that yep. did that. It pumps yep. the rest of the squad. So Yep, very good. Yeah, worth knowing about. You anyway, know, right. that's all for the moment. I'm looking forward yeah. to playing though. Set looks really cool. Uh,
0: I haven't paid a ton of attention to the previews as they've come out, but from what I'm hearing, the set looks cool, and it looks like the limited format is going to be quite good, as the last Mm -hmm. Dominaria set was, so certainly looking forward to that, but yeah, we'll have to see. We'll be talking about Standard at some point over the next couple of weeks, leading into our next Standard League, so we'll we'll sort of keep an eye on the metagame, and and we'll start to focus a bit more on that, which we obviously haven't for the last few months, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you updated on that, but Limited as we Mm -hmm. mentioned earlier, and you know, you guys spoke about on the stream this week. Our next one day event, which is next weekend, Saturday, the 10th of September, we're doing sealed Dominaria Sealed. So, sort of going hand in hand with the weird schedule that led us to playing an Explorer League, we had a one day Explorer event, then a one day Explorer League. Now we've got a next one day event, and it was like, we don't really want to do another Explorer. I mean, we've enjoyed Explorer, but Maybe we don't want to do three in a row. None of us were keen on historic or alchemy or anything like that. And we're about to go into a standard league. So we sort of worked out, okay, what, what can we do? And we've come up with a way that we can actually play sealed. You know, It, it relies a little bit on people's honesty. So the, the general plan is the morning of the event, you enter a sealed event on Arena, which will cost you 2,000 gems. You export the card pool that you open from that and submit that as your deck list for the event. And then you build your pool and we'll do pairings like we normally do for our one-day event and play with 250 bucks in cash up for grabs, as well as the usual invitational points. And mm-hmm. yeah, away you go. So there's plenty of time to practice. You know, you can do some drafts. You can do some seal between now and then. But it does rely a little bit on honesty, which is the same in reality for most of our events. You know, we Absolutely. make people submit deck lists, yep. but, you know, you could cheat if you want. If you do... Good on you! Like no, don't good good for you. (laughs) You could be a jerk, but I think we have a good enough community that people won't be uh, doing that sort of thing. So I'm pretty excited about this. I haven't played sealed in. Oh man, I don't even know since the last
1: pre release that we did.
0: Yeah, which I don't even know what pre release that was.
1: It wasn't. (laughs) Did was it Capena or I think it might have been? No, it was Kamigawa was the last one I did. I think I
0: don't. I think I missed. I think you guys did went you did do one, I missed one, I just one. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, it, it's been a long time since I've done sealed, so I'm probably going to need to get some practice in. There is actually, I think, this week there is a Phantom Midweek Sealed event that you can do that there is free to enter. So nice, good chance to have some practice. I think it's only on for like a short period, you know, twenty four hours, put for type like thing. a day or something like that. Yeah. yeah so jump in that, just crack some pools, get used to you know what the archetypes are and what you can build, and then sign up for the event. We're we're 18 players already registered for this event.
1: We are, but in saying that, like you and Shuie are two of them, I'm, I'll probably put my name down as well. We can't. Are you gonna take play? Pr- I'd like to. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to. We can't You've take the all prizes. the one day of it so far. I know <laughs> it's hard on a Saturday. With it is, <laughs> with yes. a, you understand? Yes, that's a lot of EV. Two hundred and fifty dollars across sixteen people, effectively. Even yep. though you, you might, you, you might have to play. You know the beans, but um. I mean that's basically a buy. And then you uh it's it's just like that's that's E V right there, right? You get your free value. Yep. Complex,
0: yeah, envy points. So, if we stay over 16 players, then it should be uh, three points for first, two points for second, one point for third, mm-hmm. and uh, the one participation point. So, potentially four points you could pick up from this event. Which, looking at how close the invitational ladder was on the weekend, it's actually a lot, it's a lot, it, it's going to yeah. make a big difference for, for people. And just a reminder, if in case you haven't you know you've forgotten or you didn't hear on the streams or whatever the higher you are on the invitational ladder you will get uh, the higher seed gets he's always on the play for the invitational this year so that's pretty big, you know. You want to be finishing in that top eight and just making sure you are always on the play because that's huge for uh, for Magic, as we all know. So get in on that. Registration's open. Just go to magicbeanscast magic dot com and that'll uh, there'll be a link there for it. And uh, yeah, sign up. It's going to be a ton of fun. We've got Hamburger it's going to be playing in uh, in the middle of the night again. From, <laughs> from <more laughs> what a legend. On. Love the commitment. That's it's uh, great work. So and good. A couple, couple of other uh, Kiwis and things like that too. So get in on it. It's going to be stacks of fun so that's it for this week we've gone long already cracker so quick wrap up uh yeah if you want to get in on all of our events or you know anything that we do you know youtube facebook twitch all that sort of stuff just go to magicbeanscast.com you'll find the links for everything that we do and uh, links for the discord links to josh and pats our awesome sponsors just go to magicbeanscast.com you'll find all that sort of stuff if you want to find me on twitter i'm at peace inc and you are a cracker
1: at joel hill underscore
0: Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time.